Listening into the conversation is Stanley Cohen, international human rights lawyer, joining us from the United States. Stanley, good afternoon. Thank you so much uh, for making time for us. What's your take on the arguments that have been put forward by Israel? And also, um, they maintain that they have been following the international humanitarian law and have done have, have gone through extreme measures to try and protect civilians, including the reference that has been made um, of putting through phone calls and the pamphlets that have been dropped as well, asking people in Gaza uh, to leave. Well, let me begin by saying as a litigator, and I realize the gentleman who was just on is not a litigator. In fact, the International Legal Forum receives funding from the Israeli government. Uh, one of the people they hired in the United States had to register as a foreign representative because they were working with his group. Having said that, there's an old saying as a litigator, if you have the law, you rely on. If you have the facts, you use them. If you have neither, you lie. What we heard this morning from Israel was double, triple, quadruple hearsay. So-and-so said so-and-so said so-and-so. Here's a document that so-and-so said. There's no one in court. There's no confrontation. The fact of the matter is you have facts in the record. If you take the gentleman's argument to its conclusion that Israel is ratcheting down what they've done, and accordingly that has to be considered, the Nazis at Nuremberg could not have been tried because they were put on trial for genocide for not what was ongoing, but what had been done. And when you take a look at the arguments used by Israel today, there's two things that are, are for sure. Number one, it's entirely hearsay. Number two, what Hamas did or did not do on October, on, on October 7th is completely irrelevant to this discussion. There is no safety valve in the genocide law that says you must explore and compare what triggered it or what did not trigger it, who was involved or why. What the genocide law looks at is what is a state doing? What is the intent and what have they done? Now, with regard to these self-serving declarations, we intended to do this, we intended to do that, we didn't mean to do this. Under the rules of evidence of the International Court of Justice, that's inadmissible in any event because it's self-serving. What is admissible is the mountain of statements, declarations against interest, which say we're going to slaughter, we're going to destroy, we're going to wipe everyone out, we're going to starve them, we're going to remove them from the territory. To the extent that they also add these arguments about proportionality, about the law of humanitarian law, or the law of war, or self-defense, they are irrelevant to the Geneva, to the Genocide Convention, which has two requirements. And at this point, for the relief that they're seeking, which is an interim order, by a preponderance of the evidence, more so than less. What was the intent of Israel, and what was the result? You know, this argument that we had a good intent, and you didn't prove intent, is sort of like someone breaking into a house with a machine gun and killing 13 people. You think you established the preliminary necessary burden of intent? What you've got here is clear statements, clear evidence of more than three months of genocide ongoing. You don't inadvertently murder 25 to 30,000 civilians. You don't inadvertently kill 12 to 14,000 children. You don't inadvertently level 75% of Gaza. You don't inadvertently move 2 million people to the South. You don't inadvertently destroy hospitals. You don't inadvertently destroy schools, mosques, government buildings. You don't inadvertently assassinate 100 journalists. You don't inadvertently kill hundreds of, 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 of doctors, of physicians. The reality of it is you take a look at what was said, what was done, 
at what is ongoing and it clearly establishes the intent and the prohibited result. To the extent that Israel wants to scream Hamas, 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 Israel can go to the International Criminal Court, prove your case. What Israel likes to do from afar is put itself on a perch, say we're grand, we're wonderful, we have great ideals, Hamas, 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 Hamas. But when it comes to an opportunity to prove their case, they, they're afraid, they run. They rely upon the rhetoric which we heard today. They rely upon the self-serving declarations. Keep in mind, their claims of advance notice, of letting people get out comfortably and safely, of minimal damage, of, of poor intent, is 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 completely rebutted by not by Palestinians, but by international organizations, by the United Nations. You don't inadvertently have a hundred UN employees that are killed. So the reality of it is, Israel can jump up and down all day long and say we had good intent, Hamas, 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 Hamas. The facts on the ground clearly establish and meet the burden under the Geneva Convention to hold Israel accountable, to enter an order telling them to cease and to desist and to go on. And if Israel in the long run wants to prove that it's not caught up by the Geneva Convention, fine. Live testimony, witnesses, examination, not quadruple hearsay. Go into the ICC as well. Put your case on. It's all deflection. It's the classic Israeli, once again, we are the victims and everyone else is the victimized. Um, um, Stanley, unfortunately, we've run out of time, but I quickly want to hear your opinion on what uh, Professor Malcolm Shaw had to say when arguing against the uh, uh, the presentation by South Africa on genocidal intent, at least when it comes to the conduct of the IDF. He says that the remarks or actions of a soldier do not and cannot reflect policy. What's your take on that? That's absolutely wrong. The Nuremberg Tribunal specifically says that you look at the actions of line officers, you look at the actions of leaders, you look at the orders and you look at the result and it can be imputed to the state. And that clearly is what occurred here. Finally, I'd like to remind the world that when this accusation is made that South Africa welcomed the elected officials of Palestine, what did Israel do? It armed, it funded, it met with Rwanda, the Hutus, the same thing in Serbia, the same thing in South Africa, in Pinochet. Israel has a history of embracing war criminals that have been convicted of genocide and now turns around and tries to sully the enlightened, noble effort by South Africa to enforce an international covenant which says, here and now, guilty as charged, Israel. Thank you so much for your time. Stanley Cohen is an international human rights lawyer joining us from the United States.